This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, more preparations are made for military bases and federal facilities in Hurricane Dorian's path. A longtime FOIA overseer is retiring from government. And it may be time for the government to make some unorthodox hires to fill cyber talent gaps. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The world's largest naval base is limiting its operations as Hurricane Dorian makes its way up the East Coast. Naval Station Norfolk is closed to all but mission essential personnel as of yesterday evening. Norfolk and other bases in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia issued orders to start preparing for heavy rains and winds and implemented mandatory evacuations in some areas. The Office of Personnel Management is reminding agencies they have many flexibilities to offer to employees impacted by Hurricane Dorian. OPM urged agencies to make sure their employees have access to the necessary IT networks and systems so they can telework. Agencies can also grant weather and safety leave if they decide their employees can't safely travel to work. OPM also says it will work with the Office of Management and Budget to decide whether it should set up an emergency leave transfer program. Employees can donate unused leave through this program to co-workers impacted by a major hurricane or event. A senior Freedom of Information Act policy official is stepping down after serving more than 30 years at the Justice Department. Melanie Ann Paste, director of DOJ's Office of Information Policy, will retire on October 3rd. Paste has served as OIP director since 2007, where she's overseen government-wide compliance with FOIA. Agencies are getting help in moving to a zero-trust environment. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. The CIO Council's Working Group and the National Institute of Standards and Technology are collaborating on taking the concept of zero-trust from a buzzword to reality. Sylvia Burns, the deputy CIO at the FDIC and co-chairwoman of the group, says NIST is developing a zero-trust architecture and implementing a sandbox to test technology. Burns says NIST also drafted a special publication around zero-trust that has gone through the interagency review process. She says NIST will release the new draft special publication for public comment in the coming months. I'm Jason Miller. Phase two of the Pentagon's Cyber Accepted Service Program is starting to show results. It's enrolled more than 2,500 employees and is also reducing the time to hire, down from 111 days to 80 days at the U.S. Cyber Command. Despite the success, House appropriators still rejected DOD's request for almost $5 million to further implement the effort. Perhaps cybersecurity people federal agencies hire don't need to have formal degrees. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. Given the acute and ongoing shortage of cybersecurity talent, the government might think about hiring on skill rather than on specific degree. That's according to John Zangardi, chief information officer of the Homeland Security Department. At a Washington conference, Zangardi noted that DHS's own cybersecurity chief has a psychology degree. Zangardi said he's working with the department's chief human capital officer, Angela Bailey, to adjust the hiring system. I'm Tom Temin. Democratic members of the House want U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services to reconsider its new policy, which could affect the children of government employees and service members stationed abroad. Over 50 lawmakers signed a letter sent to acting USCIS head Ken Cuccinelli expressing concern that the agency's new residency definitions will have significant impact on the many individuals serving overseas. Though USCIS has said not many will be affected by the change, the lawmakers say it has caused unnecessary confusion. 
217 House members are urging Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Appropriations leadership to secure protections for federal employee unions in next year's spending bills. They're hoping to keep appropriations language in whatever final spending bill the House can agree to with the Senate. The House already passed provisions that would prohibit agencies from unilaterally enforcing a collective bargaining agreement that a federal employee union did not agree to. An American Federation of Government Employees local in New York is suing the Trump administration for violating the injunction on the president's collective bargaining executive orders. AFGE says both the Social Security Administration and the Federal Service Impasses Panel proposed and then implemented changes based on the EOs to the union's contract. The Impasses Panel in June ruled in favor of SSA in cutting official time and prohibiting AFGE from using agency office space. AFGE filed this latest lawsuit in the U.S. District Court for the District of Southern New York. EPA employees in Michigan relocating to a vehicle emissions testing lab have raised safety concerns about the air quality. Their local AFGE chapter says more testing is needed after an indoor air quality test found higher than acceptable levels of carbon dioxide in two of the facilities they'll be moving into. The report the EPA provided to the union states that the facility passed inspection in three separate reviews. About 20 EPA employees will start work at the lab starting Monday. And the Army's Inspector General has 20 recommendations for how to fix problems with the service's privatized housing. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. The IG found 68% of residents were dissatisfied with on-base housing. The review came after family members testified earlier this year about substandard living conditions. It found major oversight problems, including a 2013 policy that banned local installation officials from doing health and safety inspections. It also found none of the installation commanders were properly trained on how to manage and oversee the privatized housing contracts. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 